Hey everyone, this is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com. You're listening to another DevOps Chat. Really happy to have a, a new company, a new friend joining us on DevOps Chat today. Uh, I have Walter Scott, CEO of Devo. Walter, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks, Alan. So Walter, you and I met recently in Iceland, of all places, uh, at a, a Inside Ignite event. That really kind of focused on DevOps, cloud, cybersecurity, a few other topics. But it was my first exposure to Devo. I don't know if our audience is familiar with Devo. Why don't you, you know, look, give us the foundation, man. What, what, we are Devo. What, what are you guys? What do you do? Well, D Devo is a data analytics platform that's the next gen of technology that provides a, a data fabric to allow our customers to take all of the noise that exists in the machines and petabytes and petabytes of data coming in for them to really start getting signals so that they can start their automation or their AI or their machine learning process to make their companies more efficient, to be able to have them act more quickly, as well as to be able to get the people who use our platform to get them to the time back that they spend in managing the underlying data platform and allowing them to add the value to drive IT, to drive that value back to the business. Excellent. And you know, Walter, one of the things that impressed me with Devo was, you know, this wasn't your sort of typical Silicon Valley story. A couple of, you know, whiz kids come up with a PowerPoint business plan and get funded you know, via VCs, pre-revenue, pre-product pre even. Devo, you know, the, the underlying technology here, the company's been around a while and it's not a Silicon Valley company, right? That is correct. Give, give us a little background on that. Well, you know, over my uh, six stints of being a CEO, I've never really run an American-based company. You know, there's great IP, uh, being built all over the world. I've done them from Malta to Scotland, Germany, to Armenia, to now with us here in Madrid mm -hmm. is uh, where the company started. And we had, uh, you know, not Silicon Valley startup, but it was five guys or four guys and a girl or woman mm -hmm. in uh, started off the product in a research key. Um, to really build something special and change the market because the bank that they worked for had to completely change the way they do business. And uh, over the course of three years in research, and we finally launched a product in 2014 and had been, you know, three-figure type growth every single year since the uh, date of the company being founded because it's such a large market and it's really accelerating because of what we're seeing in happening with businesses and trying to get ahead of everything from getting arbitrage out of supply chain to solving their security problems, just to start with basic log management and monitoring to consolidate tools and increase agility. Sure. So Walter, you are, as you alluded to, this is your sixth or seventh star, you know, startup where you've come in as CEO and had some tremendous success and you know look not everyone is not everyone is a success right we, that's that's the that's the mantra in business but you keep plugging 
But we look at Devo, and you and I spoke a little bit about this in Iceland, but you know, so much of what we see is quote unquote AI today is, is really machine learning. And so much of machine learning is based really on data, right? You're only as good as your data. Um, it, it, you know, in order to find patterns, you have to have enough data to, to analyze it and, 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 you know, make actionable kind of calls out of it. But this is not a new problem. And there have been other solutions. What makes Devo's solution, I, I think, I don't know if you use the term next gen or new gen or something like that, but what makes Devo's solution different? Well, you know, it, this has been going around a, a long, long time. And, you know, you've heard me say, uh, you know, in the absence of data, the machine can't learn. And, you know, I go back all the way back to the Walmart days in the 80s when they built, I would coin them as the first person to really take the competitive advantage coming from their data warehouse, right? And I agree. They, they actually had the line, they could tell your daughter's pregnant before you could <laughs> uh, by, by looking at the data. Well, today that's become necessary but over the last 10 years, it's really, and what's happened with the cloud is being able to get that data manageable. Like, I, I don't like the term AI. I, I like more augmented intelligence because mm -hmm. we're not at the place, or even narrow AI, because I think it can solve very specific business problems that people might have. Like, we, we have one customer that does you know, needed to actually build some ML and machine learning to detect what a bot was were hitting their site because when they launched a new product, the bots would come in and sell it all in the secondary market. They wanted that brand loyalty to go to the end users or, you know, we have another customer that has a bunch of IoT devices um, integrated into their sporting equipment where they're trying to figure out if somebody's going to get hurt and using machine learning to be able to define you know, what is that case in terms of repetitive, uh, repetitive hits, but they need that data over long scales. And just the data science is actually making that possible. It could be done in the past. The problem was it just wasn't cost uh, efficient enough to do it. Like we have customers in, um, that are taking literally over a trillion events a day to try to in building machine learning models to understand which customers may leave their environment based upon drop calls or poor support integration. And it's not just having that one set of data, it's about having hundreds of different sets of data to help prove those hypotheses to get those more and more efficient. And the data scientists are spending 70, 80% of their time getting their arms around the data we take that problem away from them and allow them having to solve that other 80% now they can put in training their models and getting data to make them more and more efficient. Excellent. Great answer. Hey, you know, Walter, you and I, this is neither one of our first rodeos. And, and when I look at your, your job, your mission over there at Devo, one of the things that I guess it's a double-edged sword because it presents so many opportunities, but at the same time, it, you know, you, 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 there's, there's an, an axiom in business, put all your wood behind one arrow, right? There are so many use cases 
for what you can do here, right? There's the cybersecurity case, right? Where, look, man, we need this data. We, we need to be logging everything. We need to find we're un, if we're under attack, where the attack's coming from, what's happening, right? So there's that. And, and one, can, one can spin up an entire company around just using this kind of technology in cyber. You alluded to a few others, use cases, right? That had nothing to do with cybersecurity. Better, better business intelligence. Understanding your customers better, understanding your product better. There's only, there's only so many targets, though, that you can go after, right? Without a tremendous, you know, you want to build an IBM kind of force or something or a Dell force, that's a whole different story. So how do you, Walter, as the CEO, how do you prioritize what are the best use cases for this technology? What are the right markets for us to pursue? Well, you know, what you say no to is just as important as what you say yes to in a business. Yep. And like right now, we are very, very focused in the Americas as well as in Western Europe, right? Mm -hmm. we'll, you know, so we've been able to say no to Asia for another year or two. We, our value proposition is really about the biggest of the big, the telcos, the banks, the large retailers. People are looking at real scale that they're trying to solve problems with. But the fact is, is where I see the market going over the next three years is more about consolidating the DevOps, the IT ops, the network ops, the SecOps. All of those are coming into one. And I've heard a couple of people start using the term fusion center. Mm -hmm. um, which is really helping them drive the business and stop pointing fingers and reducing that mean time to response. Well, every security product starts with the logs, right? And every IT monitoring product starts with the logs and the data. And the advantage of us being able to load in all of that relational data, which is about 20% of our business, of our data that's in our systems, across our customer base is things that is coming out of Exadata or data warehouses or relational or custom application type or weather data or threat hunting data that comes in and being able to combine all of that. So for us, it's the larger customers uh, or companies that have data at scales that we'd see in the global 1000 in really looking at the people who understand that what Google and Apple and Facebook and Netflix have done is taken a data first approach to their business. And when we look at customers that are forward, see that see forward into the market that realize they're a whole new set of competitors and being able to ask what their real competitive uh, advantages in their business and the data that it takes for them to be able to do that whether that's a telco to figure out how to launch a 5G network because they have all the 4G, 3G, and 2G data, whether it's in their customer retention rates can, or net retention of can they get more dollars out of their customers each year, to whether it be their manufacturing process and figuring out that arbitrage in the supply chain. So I think we are, because of the ease of use of our product because it's so easy to get data in, 
because you can we keep data in raw format. So you can have one set of data that's very easy to get in and use it a hundred times, not having to index it or reduce that data because it just makes it more efficient. But I see us in the next couple of years really focused on the security side of the equation, looking at people who are doing the transformation and the weight that it's going to take on their DevOps and cloud ops teams and being able to work closely with the network uh, and the DevOps teams to be able to grow their business because the costs are becoming so great on having so many different tools at different layers of your network. I say that the best and the brightest companies will take control of their own data, consolidate those tools so they have a better competitive advantage. Good, good, good. Walter, I'm going to throw a term at you, and I, I want your opinion on it, AI ops. What do you, what do you, this is a term that we have here at DevOps.com anyway. You know, we see it rising with a bullet. And like you, I to me, there's AI ops with a capital A and a capital I, and it's like Robbie the Robot stuff that's going to make us live like the Jetsons finally. And then there's AI with a small A and a small I, like the real functional kind of down in the dirt. Maybe it's not as sexy, but it, it provides real change for us. AI ops is, man, everyone, everyone, what's your story on AI ops? What's your, every, it reminds me of when cloud came out in 2005. What do you think? So let's be very clear. AI ops is a term that's been coined by Gartner. Um, mm -hmm. Out of the last hundred conversations I've had with CIOs, I've only heard it referenced once or twice. It's, I think it's more of the vendors that are getting yeah. on it. And when you look at it, log management is a big part of AI ops. Um, you know, user behavior analytics is part of AI ops. The anomaly detection is part of AI ops, right? There's like seven or eight different components to that. I don't think any vendor right now in the world really has defined as themselves as an AI ops vendor. I think we've probably got three years through help of M&A and deciding what that is because, you know, incident response or you know, the uh, service management is also there. So I think it's got to evolve. But of the seven or eight different components, the monitoring, the dealing with events, the user behavior, the anomaly detection, and the log management is there, um, which is where we focus. And I think the enterprise log management, uh, I thought, five, six years ago was solved and we saw what all those vendors are. But now with the complexity of the cloud, it, it isn't solved at the scale customers need to do with it. Like, you know, we had solved router management. Now with SD-WAN, it's a whole new market. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, 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 and it's funny that things that, it's kind of like the measles. Right? We, we thought we cured measles and here we are back with measles. Uh, Walter, you know, we're both CEOs of companies, and I think I don't know how many people listening out there are CEOs. Many of many of our listeners are, you know, kind of getting their fingernails dirty, practitioners as well as managers at large enterprise. Um, what what keeps you up at night about Devo? What do you, what do you worry most about, Walter? Well, I think part is is we have a man, you know we have to manage tens or hundreds of petabytes of data for our customers 
right? And I think, you know, we have a very large team internally for security uh, to make sure that we don't, we make sure that the data that we have is protected. And we work very closely with Amazon and Google and Azure to make sure that we address that. And that's something that you're never going to sleep well because you have to be passionate about making sure that you protect your customers. Uh, We were on the phone literally an hour ago with a, a manufacturer that makes toys for children. And, you know, that was the question that's keeping him up. He says, I have 10 year old boys and girls logging into my website. I have to protect that data, making sure and the things that we do with being able to obfuscate data at the row and the column level without having to duplicate it and our algorithms that are in there. Um, but my, my job as a CEO is to help people build careers. I've been, you know, very fortunate in my career and have had, you know, some very large exits and part of the business, but it's making sure that the team around us uh, continues to make sure that we handle all of the things in dealing with, you know, our business and our main offices in Madrid. We also have a big office in Cambridge, Massachusetts, because I love the, the guys and women coming out of our uh, MIT where we do a lot of hiring. But it, it's mostly about the team and then making sure that we continue to have what I call a very high industry abnormal or an anomaly in terms of net retention. And, you know, our goal is to help our customers continue to grow because it benefits us and wanting to make sure that we make it easier for them to be able to get more value because our mission is about making IT so that they can provide data to the business that is actionable. And my belief is, is the CISO or the CIO that has control of that data, if they push it out to the business and say, hey, did you know that on this particular case or when this happens, we're losing customers or we're gaining customers, that data is 80% more likely to be leveraged than it is if the customer asks the business. So I think it's empowering the IT to accelerate value to the business. And most of my nights are, well, we see this new customer is bringing in this type of a data bringing in our data science teams to help think about use cases we can drive more value for them. Excellent. So, Walter, as I, as I mentioned to you before we started recording today, the good news and bad news about this audio format is it goes so darn quickly, and we blew past our time. So, um, what, you know what we'll do, though, is we'll, you know, secrets out. You live down in Florida, too. We're going to need to get you down here into our studio, and let's do a whole video on this. We'll continue our conversation in a video format. But for now, we're going to call a, a, a – I'm going to pull the plug on this one. Walter Scott, CEO of Devo, thanks for being our guest today on DevOps Chat. Great, Alan. Thanks. All right. Hey, this is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you just listened to another DevOps Chat. 